Um, let's today talk about designing the new world. Okay, I want to hear all about it. Designing a new world. So we come into this world when we're born with a certain social structures in the world. There's economic structures, educational structures, health structures, justice structures. And, and these structures uh, influence the way we relate to each other and also the way we relate to the earth. But currently, a lot of these structures are causing a lot of problems. There's all sorts of malfunctions in the system um, with how we relate to each other. And also, we're destroying the environment. And so the question is, how do we design new structures that actually lead to more healthy relationships and healthier Earth relationships? Okay, tell me more about the old structures. Like, uh, like are we getting away from like uh, the structures of our parents or... Uh... Um, when you talk about structures like... Uh, so, for instance, one structure would be capitalism. So we, we developed a money structure, and uh, it was useful um, when we were just bartering, and, and money provides an easier way to actually trade that doesn't require you to give a beaver skin for every time or, or actually to trade one thing for another. So it allowed for a wider language of, of communicating needs um, and, and then also moving... Uh, resources from one person to the other. But in the globalized capitalist system, um, we now have wealth concentrated in multinational corporations and billions with certain individuals. And the stock market is kind of creating um, a kind of casino effect and, uh, and, and, and funneling money into certain corporations that are doing things that are maybe not so good for the earth. And so this kind of wealth imbalance is, is, is not properly accounting for all the needs of everyone in more equal manner. So if you have a billion dollars, you might have, you know, a million X say over someone with, you know, a million X less money than you, which means that it can get warped to the whole system. So these are social structures, right? Oh, that's yeah. an economic structure. But an example of social structure would be um, like the schools where like, there's a certain way we've done education. Everyone's the same age. They, they are in these kind of a, uh, buildings and there's set learnings and there's textbooks and there's quiz based and it's a very mental based education system as opposed to possibly emotional or somatic or, or project based and or maybe apprentice system so I mean we actually used to have more of an apprenticeship system and now we've moved into this textbook uh, mind based quiz oriented uh, system um, we have a health you know system that's based in hospitals and doctors that get rewarded financially um, based on how many patients they see and how much they charge. So, you know, that, that can be contra contrasted, say, in the olden times where there's somewhat different, like maybe there's a shaman or in Chinese uh, systems where the acupuncturist is paid on how well the health of the town is being is doing. Um, so anyway, there's, there's values in different, um, uh, uh, you know, health structures too. And, uh, and also the legal system, we have a currently... A punishment system where you go into jail, uh, which is perhaps better than the old systems where you know you just get killed or the king just decides whatever he does is right. You don't have one person being the say or you actually have a law system and you have a jury and um, you have a judge, and so it's a bit more democratized, but it's still you know it has all sorts of flaws and there's certain minorities that get yanked out of their families and into the prisons a lot more than other races and. So anyway, there's all sorts of weird imbalances in the whole justice, um, justice, jail, uh, punitive system. And so there's also alternatives to that. So um, 
like restorative justice, which is very different than punitive justice. So anyway, there's there's models that we're in and models that we could move towards. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, uh, what's the first one we should move to, do you think? Where do we start? Uh, I think uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a par it's in parallel, so it's not one before the other. And it's also... It, it's also at the same time you need to do internal shifts. So there's a there's a developmental lines for the self that evolves, and then there's developmental lines for the social system. And uh, and some people say, oh, you need to fix everyone themselves before you can change the social systems. And some people say you got to change the social systems before we look at ourselves. But actually, you need a concurrent rising of consciousness. So there's all sorts of processes that are rising our consciousness from meditation to yoga, now spreading virally around the world and. Uh, um, you know, qigong practices and certain healing modalities and emotional awarenesses and nonviolent communication practices, which is helping develop the internal and uh, and then and then there's uh, social structures that are more uh, democ dem dem democratic. So there are we we we've we're moving a little bit from the very strong command and control structure. So. In a dictatorship and in, in, in say an old Soviet Union, like the government actually determined how businesses obey. But now we've actually unwound that power and so it's a little more democratic in the sense that the businesses themselves have a lot more autonomy. But it's still kind of command and control. So the CEO has a lot more say and they can fire people and they have a lot more say. Although it's somewhat democratized because there's a board and there's so, so the power's not all concentrated at the top, um, in one person. Um but it's still somewhat command and control, but we're moving a little bit more to like valuing the the, the, the employees, so they're more power and they have more say. And there's 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 organizational structures um, that allow the the normal employee to have a say, maybe in who becomes CEO. Maybe it's like a democratic voting system, or they have a bit more of a say in what's happening. And 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 some of the more advanced uh, organizations even let people bring their dogs in, or it's a little bit more relax and not you have to kind of there's there's a way that work is also considered part of your life and so you should be enjoying your work too um so it's it's basically the trend is more towards democratic uh not top-down authoritarian but it's more democratic yeah in, 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 that's the developmental line of, of of the whole social systems in general so for instance it used to be i mean just as an example like hotels would own everything and they'd run everything but now we've moved to airbnb which is they don't own all the houses. Like each person's house has a little bit more say in how everyone. So there's more variety and a little bit more. It's more biodiverse in a way that, and it's not like, it's not like top down we own everything. It's like allowing people to own. And same with Airbnb, I mean, uh, uh, Uber um, and uh, and Facebook, where where it used to be it's more the media company owns all the content and they all they're writing all the content. But now Facebook actually allows people that you're actually reading each other's posts. So it's way more decentralized, also. Yeah, so we're moving to decentralized less, but uh, but of course, Facebook is this now has huge problems being a giant monopoly. But it is a less they have it is a yeah it is a bit more democratic and and we need to evolve past Facebook because there's so many problems. So it to even more democratic forms and, and also past Airbnb because and Uber because they're still centralizing all the wealth now. They're becoming huge billion dollar industries, which then is also causing huge warpages and problems to the whole system. Um, so. We also have to move past these systems, but it is an advance over previous systems. Um, and education, we're also shifting a little bit. Like it used to be, 
the teacher's always right and there's always a right answer. And now we're moving to models where it's a bit more student-based, a little bit more project-based. There's a little bit more um, allowance of, of, of students' uh, interests and, and also multi-perspectivals. There's not always just one answer, especially in the social sciences. Um, so uh, education is also... I mean, it has to undergo still massive shifts. There's huge, massive problems with the grade-based, you know, um, textbook learning system. So we're going to shift all of this at the same time in order to get the uh, get into a better world. Right. So it, it seems like uh, it's a lot to work on, right? Like, yes, uh, and there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in the world to work on it. Okay. But also, you could you could you, there's usefulness in trying to pick the acupoints, the key. There's keystone species that affect the environment, so there's keystone projects that you want to choose that actually will do a, a lot of good. So, um, so I can give some keystone projects that I think yeah, are, are mm -hmm. very useful. Um, uh, I would put one of them, say, the ecosystem restoration camps, where... Because basically, I, I, I think that the climate change movement, uh, the, a lot of the solution lies in uh, the soil and the water cycles. Mm -hmm. And so as we bring back the richness to the soils and out of this monocropping, modern chemical, synthetic chemical system to more um, healthier permacultural ways with the soil and also allow the natural water cycles to come back, there's going to be all sorts of ripple effects in the climate. And so echo restoring the lands with this kind of bottom-up network of so you can say you want to restore your um, land and you put it up in this network and then volunteers come and so it's it's creating this kind of nodal network so that's an example of one um, that's kind of birthing this system um, another one would be the the buy nothing project so um, so it, it's 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 very locally based and you create a Facebook group and people put up the stuff that they're about to throw away and someone else can grab it. So have stuff going to landfill, it's creating this microeconomy and also local communities, which I think are very important. We need to relocalize um, our structures because basically a complex system doesn't function if there's not feedback loops in the local area because if you always go into a higher command control structure like national government to solve everything, there's a bottleneck. So you need the local systems to to reorient themselves. And our, our capitalism system is too globalized now. It's like being controlled by Walmart and Target and Monsanto and, and big corporations, Google. Like there's, they have too much say so that the local feedback loops get thrown off. So so things like Buy Nothing Group where you're actually passing stuff around or... or um, these, bar these barter economies. Barter economies, yeah. time banks, gift circles where people share their, need, share their needs and then help each other with their needs um, for free. So these are systems that, uh, that allow the economic system to, to hyper-localize. And so, so this, this kind of relocalization um, is, 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 I would say, one of the keystone projects in this whole shift of the social economic system. And then it also does a variety of things too. It builds the community in those structures. And so as, as the people in a neighborhood get to know each other more and they become friends, then you're building you emerge organizational structures and social structures that are at the neighborhood scale. But right now, the whole the um, uh, macro corporate, you know, corporatization of the whole economy has, has destroyed a lot of these structures as, as each decade goes on. Mm -hmm. So 
So we have uh, environment like uh, um, eco ecosystems to restore ecosystems, mm -hmm. and then we have restoring the uh, the uh, barter economies and uh, uh, gift circles and uh, um, yeah. So creating a multimodal economic system. So in 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 permaculture, there's this idea, which is a kind of gardening and agricultural system. It's the idea is that if you monocrop and you only one type of plant. Is not so healthy. You actually want to find plants that work well with each other, um, and so they actually have this kind of symbiotic effect. Well, similarly with economic systems, not one. It's not one economic system that, because each economic system has its own usages and benefits, right? But just say you don't have a lot of money, you can still get goods through a barter system or a gift economy, and so it actually allows the resources to flow in different ways, and it actually values different ways and different things uh, in different ways. So time bank might value one hour is the more important thing whereas in the money system one a person's hour may be varied quite differently but then it allows that service to get to different ways if you use a different modality so if communities learn how to switch between modalities between the gift between the barter between the time banks between local dollars between crypto and between money those are the healthier systems mm -hmm. and we're looking for community-based um legal systems too and community-based education systems so what I mean by community-based legal systems is that there's a as we move up our consciousness we can move to a restorative justice system so and nonviolent communication is a is one example of a of a communication pattern that's useful for restorative justice so that so that I mean it's difficult to imagine for some of the people in our normal society when someone does something wrong you should just throw them in jail um, but in the restorative justice actually there's a way of bringing the victim and the the, the protagonists together and they they actually communicate and there's this forgiving happens and this apology happens and so there's actually a building reharmonizing of that relationship and uh, and then the whole social system balances out and there isn't a need for someone to go to jail and yet the whole society still reharmonizes and rebalances and so so that's a core rising that needs to happen between self-development and the social development in order for that kind of so, so what are some really good models as far as justice? Like, uh, where where can we look? So there are people doing this restorative justice. So if you get hurt by someone, you know, like they kill your son or something, you can ask for mediation and, and restorative justice. So there are these uh, there are these things happening in America, U.S. right now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then then there's there's definitely uh, different groups that I know communities that they bring in restorative justice people to help facilitate and uh, and there is something called restorative circles so that's another example of a nodal network project that I think is very important so these restorative circles are you know you teach you go through this training of how to guide a group into this restorative justice and then you can organize these restorative circles everywhere so basically there's a lot of this new economic social political educational health structures can be birthed in circles where um, where you're prototyping in these small little circles but then they can grow into larger institutions, but these institutions will be very different than what we've seen in the past. And I mean, uh, uh, just to, to throw out a couple more names of different uh, networks. So there's a transition town network, which is working to kind of get a lot of these economic and kind of environmental structures in a town. There's the circular, circular cities initiative, which is trying to get cities to have circular economies so that the waste product of one business becomes the input of another business, so you not have this throwaway. There's the um, there's 
there's a shareable city initiative, which is networking a lot of these sharing initiatives. Um, there's the repair cafes, which is uh, a network, like people organize community repair events all over the world. And there's over a thousand of these now around the world. Um, so there's a lot of these examples because you can say organize your own repair event or you can organize, you know, a transition town in your thing. So there's a lot of these things you can do in your communities without having to go to your state or national government um, in order to get them to happen. And so, so as well as protesting to create change and, and trying to petition and, and, and talk to, and, you know, lobby government, there's also things that we need to do from a bottom-up collective way. So organizing our communities and then once you've got your community doing network or, or help birth other communities to do the same structures. And so, so that's how you kind of co-arise and parallel all these new social structures. Okay. So, uh, and then do we have to dismantle the structures that already exist or what's going to happen with, uh, you know, the legal systems of the past and uh, these, uh, economic systems of the past? I mean, are they just going to slowly fade away on their own? Oh, I think it'd be a very complex transition. All <laughs> sorts of things will happen. But as the restorative justice becomes a lot stronger, it's easier to then petition that we change. But there's so many things that, I mean, from prisoners to prison guards to the lawyers to the attorneys to the policemen, like there's so many things have to that change. It'd be very complex, the whole transition. But the more you have examples of the new system and then the more ways you actually have ways to adapt the legal system, you could put in new codes or you can teach policemen to become more like facilitators and community organizers. And, and that's happening in some places where they're just bringing communities together and then the crime rate drops down. And so, although there's community, like the police in Seattle will organize these block parties where people are, are having dinner in the streets. And so they become community facilitators to build community. And so that's a new role that police can take. So you can give, the people in the old system, like policemen, new roles to transition that system. Mm. But how do we make it more attractive for people? Because people are kind of set in their ways, and people don't necessarily like change, and they're afraid of change. So uh, well, you how, can do make, we, how do we entice people to... Uh, you can make it fun. Like, I mean, the thing in Seattle, like, people want to join these dinner parties in the streets. Like, they just close down all the streets, and each block has their own block party. It seems like fun and social, and, you know, that's something people want to do. Mm -hmm. So... You know, you make it enticing that way. Change the world through fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Hey, that was really interesting. Yeah. I want to hear more. Okay. okay. That was great. Thank you. Thank you, Alpha. <laughs>